We're live. We're live. Partially live. Welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson here today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Variant O'Connor. Are we still are we still throttled on all of our own pages? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know I need you to do uh, Tim. Well I will we'll figure this out after the show because I, I think I got a solution to it. Okay. Uh, it'll just require you not to also be banned. That's, that's it needs what? Do. Say that again. It, you you'll just also not you'll you'll not uh need to make sure you're not banned. That's that's all you need to do. Okay. Cause because me, you know, troublemaker on Facebook posting about rye bread can't yeah. just can't I, stream I anymore. It, it's, my, my rights gotta be taken away. Um because I'm just uh, just posting too many radical things. It's got to be. Well, it. you're wild, man. You're just wild. You know. That's, that's what it is. Facebook. That that's why they're censoring me. It's just yeah. I speak the truth. Because you are a rebel, man. You've got to learn to take it easy. Yeah. Yeah. No promises to tone it down, folks. Um. Fire. Kevin. That's right. Fire. Just, just, just the truth here. Um, all right, so we we got, guys, we we uh, we're gonna probably have an intense show because we're, we're gonna be talking about the Hamas attack on Israel. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's an awful thing, but we gotta talk about it. It's what what folks are talking about, and it's it's gonna definitely gonna shake up policy in the Middle East, shake up things in the Middle East, um, and possibly here in the United States too. And it, gosh, I, I put in the title, Hamas attack brings out ugly American politics because. Boy, it, it sure has. Um, the, oh, the the worst people are out, and yeah, I've got I've got a lot of I got a lot that I want to say. Like a lot of it's emotional based. I want to save it for the show. You know, yeah, it gets tough to get into the facts fact based narratives, but okay, we can do a little bit of that too. We can talk about it. Yeah, you know. Yep. So so we'll talk a bit about that. We'll we'll quickly cover what it is, and then uh, we'll go into like the the political analysis side of that, and then uh and then we'll shift to to the the more fun weird stuff like uh, RFK Jr. running as an independent, and and me getting a a phone call from a I presume Democratic polling firm. So I'm gonna talk about that. What I said. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about some of that stuff. Uh. So and of course, if you folks listening out there wherever you may be listening, um, have anything to contribute to the conversation, let us know, leave your comments. We'll gladly share them on the screen. Uh, but we're going to go live in about 10 seconds. Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship, left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we, the people, rise up and solve the great challenges of our time. We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Marion O'Connor. I'm here, Kevin. How are you, buddy? I'm doing okay, man. Doing okay. Uh, thanks, folks, for joining us here on WYSL and all of the live streams that we are able to get access to. Still, our, our YouTube streams, our Facebook group stream, and Twitter. Um, and yeah, so we're we're gonna we're we're gonna talk about the current events, Tim. We got to talk about. 
yeah. we're talk about stuff. We're going to talk about Hamas. And then if, you, if you're like, oh, this is a pretty heavy topic and you're, you're, you're ready for a palate cleanser, we're going to talk about more fun stuff at the end, as we often do. And this show last segment, that's that's the, the weird and more fun news. Yeah. But we got to talk about the what we, happened we with Hamas in Israel. It's it's a big deal, Kevin. And it's it's very depressing. And I guess because it had been, I guess, reasonably quiet for a while, I had kind of hoped um, that the violence between, you know, Israel and Palestine had had somewhat abated. And I, I guess unfortunately here we have a situation where over 900 israelis are dead um and and the israeli response into the palestinian territories is um you know powerful epic there's so many problems i i guess the first thing i want to say is when we see things like this and we see people automatically taking sides and and i'm sitting here saying i'm just so anti-war that i I you can be offended that I don't want to automatically condemn every Palestine every Palestinian to to a glass parking lot. Like be offended by that. Yeah. Go ahead, okay. But there's a reality here that that this cycle is now guaranteed to continue. And yeah, okay, looks like Hamas started it. I get it, right? You you yeah. you're a historian. Well, you're better with this stuff than me. W- would you you know break some of this down for us? Yeah, I mean, like it, it's. It's messy. And again, this this is a conflict that's going back, you know, at, at least 100 years. Usually people talk about 1917 and, you know, the Palestine mandate and everything like with the the, the British kind of resettling, um, you know, uh, Jewish refugees in that area and eventually culminating in the state of Israel in the 1940s. Um, so like because people talk about that, but the, this particular attack, again, will Jump, jumping forward to today, you know, if you listen to, um, you know, and look at like what it is, and unfortunately, like, Twitter has been like just awful to look at. Like, really, I had to, I had to, I had to stop looking at. Like the, the brutality of what Hamas did is just, just awful, right? Like again, like just beheading people, killing people who are like, you know, who are just like attending a concert, like beheading babies. Like it's just like, it is, it's it's bad. It's it's really bad, um, and I, and I don't know how anyone can can justify this type of thing. Um, it's it's not exactly like coming out of nowhere again. This conflict has been going on for a while. Uh, the the Israeli government are not always the good guys in this situation too. They they've not to this exact level, but they they've had their own kind of more polished brutal author- authoritarian policies that are the results of some of these like things happening in the past right they're in part of respond everyone's like responding to each other right it's yeah. escalation after escalation and you know th- this is unfortunately the type of things that happen when you get in a cycle of war where you have like these rocket attacks coming from hamas or they're worried you know what if hezbollah which is kind of an affiliate group up in lebanon starts sending their rockets in and you know the all these like organizations who are determined to now not really have a two-state solution but but really to to eliminate the state of israel to reconquer it in the name of palestinians and that that's how like a lot of these groups feel about it right like and i and i know the counter to that is like palestine gaza they, they would claim is like an open-air prison and it's yeah i get it like the, the israelis are not exactly perfect in that sense but that 
and, and by not perfect, I mean they, they have their own bad policies. And the stuff that you see coming out of Israel now, too, is in its own way awful, but uh, it, it still doesn't justify this type of attack. And so, like, yeah, the Israeli government is going to respond with, quite frankly, things that are war crimes. They, they've they've responded with, we're, we're going to cut off water. We're, they, they've talked about all Palestinians as animals. Um, you know, again, these the Gaza is an area with two million people in it. Yeah, most of whom are not necessarily like don't don't want to be involved in this conflict. They're probably horrified by the same thing and know that the Israeli government is going to react or perhaps even overreact to this situation. It's going to put their lives and livelihoods in danger. Um, and and you can't help but wonder like why on earth would. Hamas care so little about the people in their area, knowing darn well that the Israeli government is going to react in such a way. And then why would the the Israeli government, instead of taking the moral high ground, which they have done before, again they they've gotten punished for taking the moral high ground against, it, it, like honestly evil people. And I don't say that too often, but like honestly evil people, uh, they've gotten punished for this, and it's it's resulted in the death of. A, you know, tens of thousands of Israeli citizens too. But then Israel goes back and they 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 bomb and they do their own stuff. And again, cycle after cycle after cycle. Like Tim, when you talk about being anti-war, like I think about this conflict and how like generations can you get caught up in this. And I, and I talk to people, you know, I've talked to people who are like who've lived in Israel, who like you know they aren't they're, they're people who have fled situations like Iran. They're Jewish, you know. Uh, 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 folks of Iranian descent went to Israel, found a safe haven there, and they feel like, hey, this is the only place I can make my home. And they get caught up in that same cycle of violence. And it's, and it is this ongoing forever kind of cycle of violence. And there's 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 an issue too. Like they they can't immigrate and assimilate into Israel. They can't go out into the rest of the Arab world. They're they're held against Israel like a sword against their throat. And Israel treats them like crap and the rest of the Middle East treats them like crap and keeps them there. They, they limit their ability to produce goods and services because they're such a threat to Israel that, that yeah. it's, it's, it's oppression, but it's not just oppression by Israel. Israel's trying to defend itself, but, but the Middle East uses the Palestinians. They use them. They, they inhibit their freedom. They won't let them move out of there. They not that, not that the economy is that much better. It's an oil-based kind of situation over there. So there's, it's not a manufacturing-based thing. It's not a service-based economy. There's not jobs for them to move away from Palestine to in the rest of the Arab world. There's war-torn yeah. religious ideology everywhere you look. And so it's a disaster for me. And I don't know why... I guess I don't know why it doesn't lead more people to becoming be going like, look, somehow we've got to stop these wars. And I and yeah. I know I mean, lots of people do say that yeah, like, it's it's just that yeah. the, the absolute worst people, unfortunately, are, are able to drive enough others to continue conflict. Right. Again, most people and I include Palestinians living in Gaza, Palestinians living in the West Bank and Israelis um, all over. Right. Uh, Jewish Israelis, Arab Israelis. Most people are like. This is terrible. We want to stop doing this. But, you know, there's, again, the worst people who end up controlling a population through violence, doing things like, you know, like the things that Hamas does with Gaza. Again, like they, they've gotten money. They've gotten aid. They've gotten resources. They, they could have chosen to have actual independence. And instead, the worst people decide to infuse their religious ideology uh, and act upon it against, you know, 
Israel and, and dedicate all of their resources to that because the war does this. War, war chews up all the resources, all the wealth that a society creates and dedicates them to something destructive. Uh, and that's exactly what Hamas has chosen to do in Gaza and, and to, to a lesser extent in the, in the West Bank too. Um, but it's, it's a somewhat less extreme situation, but, uh, but, but nonetheless, like this, this is a, a choice that likely a minority, although it's like close to 50, 50, depending on what polls you look at, have, have chosen to make in these areas, uh, that, that religious ideology, um, in, in nationalism supersedes, um, wealth building and, and, and success. Um, and then, so, and, and then it, the Israelis are, again, they're responding in their own defense, but war is an ugly thing, right? Even if you think <laughs> a war is justified, I, and I, I've talked about this too, like war turns every nation, even a nation like that, that has a, a legitimate claim to defense in the moral high ground at the beginning, it turns everyone into monsters. It, and when you go to Twitter, that's that's what you're seeing. That there's there's a lust yeah. for blood, there's a lust for vengeance. And and yeah. look, man, like like I said on the last show, there's there's a piece of me that that isn't afraid of violence. That that understands that it, I'm a violent. It, it somewhere in my soul, there's the ability to do violence, right? So yeah. So I know I know that if I was in Palestine and and Israel had oppressed and and limited our ability to trade that there's a good chance and that that someone I had known or part of my family had been killed that that I, I would focus my rage at them and if yeah, I was in Israel angry. if I was an Israeli and rockets were constantly flying into my 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 world my spear and I knew that this sword was poised at my throat and that it was a symbol for the entire Arab world and their hatred for me, I know that I would feel just like an Israeli. I know it. Like, I would get caught yeah. up in it. I, so I get you you get these people who are now. like, yeah, you're like, yeah, of course. Like, sorry, like, they, 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 some of the Israelis, again, we've just got to, like, destroy these people, right? Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're savages. And that, and they, you get in that mindset again. And that's that's a mindset where you're likely to do something horrific and and. The Israeli government is about to dive into a, a horrific conflict now. But before we, we jump into how this has gotten a response from American politics, we got a question from John right at the beginning on, on YouTube says, yeah. uh, is this another example of U.S. funding both sides of a conflict? Thoughts and prayers to the victims. Uh, yeah, sort of. So so first oh. of all, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it's mostly it. So it, this isn't it's not exactly a secret that the U.S. like uh, gives a lot of military aid to Israel. Um, it's yeah, like qu quite a bit. Now they're, they're not in a situation like, like Ukraine is right. Like they're, they're not exactly the underdogs in this fight. Like something awful happened to people in Israel, but they're not the underdogs in this fight. Um, but the, but that's in part because the U S has been giving a, a significant amount of aid to Israel for decades. Right. Yeah. Cause, uh, we've, we've, the American government uh, and American foreign policy has seen Israel as like a secure foothold in the Middle East of like, hey, this is going to be our, our one friendly country that allows us like access to some of this other stuff in the region. If we need it, we have military bases there. Certainly their, their governing system is is a better governing system than than. What we see in the the rest of the Arab world, or much of the Arab world, it's a it's a I want to call it a democracy, but I don't think it's actually like a great, yeah, well, it's yeah, it's you know, yeah, it, it's a, 
arguably a democracy, right? So Parliamentary we, republic. You yeah, know, I, yeah. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. So we'll that's what it is. It, as best we can. Um, and certainly they're, they're, it would be nice if they could be um, not looked upon with animosity and hatred, but as a, a way of governing in that area that is successful. Um, a lot of their success, though, does depend on, on well, they, 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 they have good science, they have good technology, but they also do rely on the United States for, for a lot of their foreign aid, lethal aid, and, and ability to, to respond like the, in, in this situation, their, their ability to make war, their ability to defend themselves. And, and so, yeah, I get it, man. I do. I, like I said, if I was a Palestinian or an Israeli, I, I get it. I get where everybody's coming from. I want, I yeah. want there to be less hate in the world though. You know, that's what I want. Yeah. And, and just, just to put a number on, on the Israeli side, it's, it's 3.31 billion in 2021 and 158 billion overall um roughly uh in foreign aid to israel just just to put uh, a thing on that but but I, but john was asking about funding both sides of this too so i want to address that one because there's sure. there's this thing where i iran very well likely did something to support um hamas in helping to carry out this attack right providing some sort of material aid and so the the narrative goes uh that the uh the U.S. gave six billion dollars to Iran. It's it's not quite as neat as that, right? right. So, what, like, what the actual thing is? It wasn't like the U.S. is like, oh, we're gonna just give them six billion dollars this year. No, it was. Uh, we, we negotiated with terrorists. Is, is what we did. We uh, we we unfroze some of their sanctioned assets that were stuck in like South Korean banks who want to comply with U.S. sanctions. And because we unfroze those assets, six billion dollars was transferred to iran uh as part of a a hostage deal because they had taken some um some american hostages and that was that was what uh the american government agreed to do is to release some of that funding uh in exchange for getting people back um which is so that's what it is normal way of doing diplomacy it's a normal thing some of some of that money was tied up by us they they had earned it through sales of you know oil and we sanctioned it um because of their their theocratic regime and its tendency proclivity towards violence right so who who gets hurt by that arguably the people in iran and not the iranian government and that's where i get to in this situation i think that there's people in palestine that don't want their friends and family to die there's people in israel that don't want their friends and family to die and regardless the governments of those two places hamas is is a substantial piece of the the palestinian government and israel wanting to defend itself we have two governments invested in making people fight forever i don't know if that's fair i mean maybe that's not fair walk me back i don't care you know i like i get it yeah, and so I I wouldn't again I, I wouldn't say it's like necessarily like we're invested in in, in making them bite, but like our okay, again because I I mostly go back to like I mean it, it could be some of this like from from an American policy perspective, but most of it is well we've got to help Israel because they are the one representative parliamentary government um you know republican form of government in the middle east yeah. so like we, we've got to we've got to help them out and and help them like be good and help them survive okay and so like it's a 
a um, kind of real politic, uh, like foreign policy position to to do that. Right. That's that's yeah. where it comes from again, which is I, I, I can be and, and have been critical of. Uh, I mean, it's, it's all it's, it's real politics, it's power politics, but it's also like liberal democratic politics, too, where you want to support a democratic government. Uh, and then I, on the other hand, too, like the United States has given like a since April 2021, the United States has given about half a billion dollars in assistance to Palestinians. A lot of it was like COVID aid. A lot of it's humanitarian assistance. It's the right. U.S. AID stuff. Um, so like given a lot of mine there. And, and unfortunately, like you want to do the right. Assuming that foreign aid is a good idea, like and this happens a lot. You want to do the right thing. You want to help people. You want to help people who are in a bad situation. Those people, most of those people are in that situation because they chose to be. They just happen to grow up there and they have jerks uh, that are running their governments. Mm-hmm. The goal is to help them. And then what ends up happening, though, is those resources are taken um, and they're not distributed in a, a fair or equitable way. They are uh, used to prop up their own power and those resources that they the government might have spent buying food or providing aid or building infrastructure are just redirected into to more weapons to attack you know yeah. their religious I'm, enemy i uh, think do we have time for me to take a cheap shot at israel's uh gun control policy like how are we doing on yeah something? we got like two minutes but yes right. you can you can do so that one of the things that that happened immediately after this attack is that um the israeli government freed up access to um israeli owned weapons and they have pretty stringent gun control policy people can't have weapons in their house and i can't imagine i I can't imagine the that that israelis by the promise that their government could keep them safe without them each having their own personal ability to choose to defend themselves and i just i just want to point that out like this is a well and and what's interesting is like they have mandatory military service over there right like everyone serves in the idf like almost everyone almost um yeah yeah um like it's very very few don't serve and so like everyone is trained and they understand how to do this and so like unlike like say switzerland which has strict gun control but you're able to keep your rifles in your house like they they don't do that in israel not that it it would like necessarily stop or fully prevent all these attacks but yeah it's it's sort of surprising given how they are constantly under threat that they they wouldn't be more of a a pro self-defense culture uh you know, they 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 very much just don't think that that's necessary. Or at least uh, it's kind of shifting now. Yeah. They didn't think it was necessary, and like you know, the IDF like has this right. The 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 Iron Dome has this. Um, the their, their, their missile defense or rocket defense system. It, it lends itself for me to believe that Israeli has an authoritarian streak to it. The Israeli government, and we know B- B- Benjamin Netanyahu <laughs> promising yeah. safety that he can't deliver. I mean, there's things that we have to be concerned about here. No, I mean, yeah, no, they, 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 there's definitely a little little bit of that there. Uh, Again, like they, their government and their politics have, have their own messiness about them. And, you know, they, they have their own authoritarian streak, both internally and, and externally. Um, So it's messy. Again, there's, there's no clear cut, like good guys in, in some of these situations, right? Like you, you, sorry, like no one's going to be perfect. um, And like we have to, expect that and sort that and we don't have to like fully commit to a side like wholeheartedly like we don't um you know i think we can be against evil acts regardless of, of where they come from i'm 
comfortable with that. I, yeah. I want uh, to your solutions. How are we doing on time now? Uh, we, we, we are out of time for this segment. Uh, thanks again, folks, for joining us here on WSL for a free solution. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. Asking you if we're almost out of time, completely unprofessional for a radio show. I don't know. Like, no, it's fine. It's like, a- if we were doing an actual radio show, there would have been music playing, and Bob would have been yelling in my ear, Kevin, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> come on. I don't want to cut you off. All right, man. Come on. You, you got you to gotta go. I'll loop it again. Done yeah. that before. I'm like, no, no, Bob, I got to miss. I got to make my point. And for, for our viewers, you're, you're going to understand my take on this. They're, 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 the declining value of, of – the dollar and people's ability to purchase things it, it increases this layer and level of poverty worldwide where already scarce resources are now even more expensive through through the gods of scarcity manipulating our money supply and and i i just feel as though that's why this came back or at least part of why hamas was able to motivate enough people to attack israel because there's a real like inflation is devastating and people don't realize it. it it's it's yeah. something that they miss you know they're just like hey yeah we're mad we're mad that our gas is more expensive we're mad that our house is more expensive we're mad that our taxes are more expensive we're mad that our food is more expensive but we don't really get that that is a tool of the government and it's stealing from us and it's creating scarcity and it, it and they're using it to blow each other up and and blow up weapons in ukraine and russia it's just it's just wild to me it's just wild that people don't more people don't get it but i know you guys get it i know on some level and i may not state it perfectly but that's a real that's a real issue for me a real thing that we should be focusing on that poverty is brought on by gods of scarcity and if we could fix that i think we'll go a long way to fixing a lot of hate in the world kevin yeah i mean it'd be uh it'd be great um all right so i I, here's what i think we're gonna do i think we're gonna go jump back into the show i'm gonna read some of these comments on the radio show um we'll talk about those and then we're gonna we're gonna jump into how republicans and the absolute worst leftists have responded to this too um sure and yeah so we're, we're gonna go back in 10 seconds a free solution Back to a free solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Baron O'Connor. I'm here, Kevin, and we're fighting. We're literally fighting for freedom. We're trying to change people's minds and hearts just a little bit. Like, we both, I think we both understand that this was a horrendous event and that there's some justifiable anger, palpable anger, some tangible anger at the Palestinians. And that, that, yeah, trying to pass it off on Israel after this is not going to be an acceptable way to communicate this situation. But but I, I've seen some horrendous takes from people. And I think that, I don't want to say they're exemplary of a wide swath of the population, but I think it's enough of the population that we, we need to be concerned. So now I'm yeah. going to kind of throw it back in your lap. And what do you got, you know? Yeah. You know, you, you set up like horrendous takes from people. I was going to read comments from 
<laughs> for, oh, no. Tim, Tim is not talking about I am not your talking tapes. About you we're we're gonna talk about because I I want to get we you know again if you're listening on WYSL like we're it, it, this is this is pre-recorded so if you guys want to the, the live uh, broadcast we we do this usually usually Tuesday nights sometimes Wednesdays but usually Tuesday nights and and we we take comments from from Facebook and YouTube um and and occasionally Twitter um and and so we're we're going to read a couple of those comments cuz you know we, we like participate in the show that makes it that makes it more interesting uh sort of a, a light one um from Facebook user I think this is Brian but uh, imagine uh that jerks running our government uh yeah, yeah imagine jerks running government yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I made that comment about jerks running government, and uh, yeah, we, we got them here too, just not as bad as uh, the poor folks of Gaza do. Um, and you know, I I want to find this other comment from I think it was also uh, Brian who, who's talking about um, building a wall to keep people out, right? Like again, I and we're we're gonna maybe talk about Joe Biden's wall there. I, again, I, I don't think like specifically like that's that's how terrorists get into to the United States. Again, we're, we're going to talk about this in the context of United States politics because that's what we know we know best. But um you know, in, in terms of like keeping people out, like the wall isn't isn't really a good preventative for keeping people who intend to do violence out because they they can come in with planes. They can they can come in and and, and do other things. Um it's in Israel specifically, they they have more walls and checkpoints and border security because of their particular situation. But it it doesn't apply in the same way to the United States, where there's there's a lot of means of, of getting in, um, it, temporarily um, that that can uh, that that don't require a wall. But that's me. And and again, I I don't think that every like you know I think about people like. Um, I'm forgetting the guy's name now, but Justin Amash's dad, who was a Palestinian, he was a Palestinian Christian, right? So he was a guy like his family was living in total destitution in like the 1940s in Palestine, or a Christian over there looking for an opportunity to get his family out. And and he did, and he thrived. And his son, you know, became a successful lawyer and eventually, eventually a member of Congress and eventually the only libertarian member of Congress. So yeah, you know, for, for people who are trying to get out of this situation and there's a yeah, here's the other comments. So we know other country in the Middle East wants those people. Like, I think most of those most of those folks are just trying to live their lives. They just don't want to be governed by jerks. They want to go to a place where they're free. They don't want to, to be this way. And then there, there, there's a handful of jerks who are who are making things awful for and doing horrendous crimes uh, over yeah. there. Um, but most people are probably like Justin Amash's that they're just. They they're looking for a better opportunity. They love to get out, and and it's true though that no no other country in the Middle East wants folks like Egypt could let people through. They could let people escape uh, Gaza, and they could go into Egypt, but they they don't want to deal with it either. Um, and 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 they're worried about like the blowback from Israel, or if pe- if they try to set up stuff in remote areas and and you know operate like uh, a military base or, or a camp in that area, they don't want to deal with that either. You, you get it. Um, and it's, it's a tough situation to deal with when it's right there in your face. Yeah. Um, it's, it's more than that though. I think there's the, the deliberate idea that they can keep the Palestinians there to use them exactly the way that they're being used as a weapon against Israel. And I, I think that yeah. that's part of the plan. Like, I feel as though it's been too long to say that it's anything other than that. Yeah, I mean that, that that could definitely be part of it. I mean, it's it's certainly historically been the case. Like a lot of countries in the Middle East are starting to like be okay with Israel, at least on the surface, in part because of U.S. pressure. To I mean, 
uh, Saudi Arabia, not that they're a great example, but they're they're more like we need to ally with Israel because like they are a good counterbalance to help us against Iran. Like that's that's their whole like thing. Sure. Again, they're they're playing like real politics too and uh, power politics over there. We got we, we've <sighs> got another messy. comment that I'd like to bring yeah. up, and I do, yeah, bring I do up. where to go. Yeah, you can't, and it's a, again from a Facebook user. Um, Kevin and I got in a little bit of trouble on Facebook, so we, we don't quite have the great communication skills, um, but we still have our friends joining us. We just don't know who they are, but you can't stop holy wars no matter how people try. You can only protect yourself from being a big, a victim the best you can. Um, and, and there is definitely a palpable religious element, um, I would say, especially to Hamas's hatred of, um, hatred of Israel. And I, I, it's one of the reasons why I, I want, I respect people's religion and I re respect people's rights to be religious, but I don't want religion to be part of my government, right? Like Christian ideals are, are, some of them are fundamental to, to the notion of freedom and free will. And I think those are important and, and a basis for our governing um, doctrine, when when we get to the heart of religion, it, it has created a lot of a lot of problems throughout the years. Let's say, <laughs> to be fair to everybody, yeah. So thanks for that comment. It's a good comment. Yeah, it's a, it's a good comment. Um, I mean, yeah, again, like, it's it's tough to start that. I think uh, the number one is just finding ways to to defend yourself. That's uh, that's a big part of it. Um, and. Yeah, so I'll just you know uh, other other folks and Shelly on YouTube. Thanks for or Patricia. I'm sorry on YouTube. Thanks for being here. Killing children is always wrong. Yeah, hundred percent. Again, and and that that kind of segues a little bit into um, you know, we'll we'll start with the left side first. Uh, like they, there's there's like kind of a group who like they they see themselves as being anti-colonial. That and and I, I've seen this because I you know I I've, I've interacted quite a bit with like lefties in the, the rochester area they're, they're generally pro-palestine right and like the nice side of their argument is that the israeli government does a lot of oppressive things that make it makes it difficult for palestinians to just live their lives right because of like the 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 system of control they, they would phrase it as apartheid but the system of control that israel sets up in the name of their own self-defense um yeah. if i'm being nice to the israeli side again i'm trying okay. to steal man both of these here I think um, it's fair, Kevin. Let me just if I just want to encourage you, like I think it's fair to be critical of Israel on occasion. Like yeah. we can't not be just because this happened. I think it's fair. So please. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. And again, I did this. The Israeli government is still a government. I think we've talked about like they're about to go commit some more crimes if, if they haven't already. Um in in yeah. this conflict um it, it's it's going to be bad it's going to be ugly they they're, they're going to commit their own atrocities um and in the the reason why I wanted to bring up Patricia's comment though about killing children is always wrong that was part of it like they went to these kibbutzes and they slaughtered entire families like again yeah. like literally beheading babies like raping women like it's really horrific um and you got the you got these lefties who are like, oh, this is what resistance looks like. What, what, you know, what do you expect? Like, this is this is how you resist colonialism. You got like, uh, the, I, I don't like. I, I gotta make sure it's not like a fake account or something. But there's like a BLM Chicago account that, like, you know, 
said like this is it and it, it's uh a, a picture of like the 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 guys on paragliders came coming in uh or not pictures like a silhouette of 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 a person on the paragliders the motorized paragliders and and what that's in reference to is people came in on paragliders landed at a concert and started slaughtering people and parading their bodies through the street and that's what that's what you're going to share yeah. my goodness like what what the heck is wrong with you if if you think like oh this is just like we're, we're going to celebrate this we're we're going to talk about like this is how like we resist colonialism what is what is wrong with you? Like, I'm, I'm angry with these people on the left who like, I think like, cause again, I, I think a lot of the Palestinians have like good points. They have legitimate grievances against the Israeli government. Like I, I get it. I'm sympathetic to that, but like to, to, to look at this situation and, and just kind of, kind of brush it off and like, ah, oh, yeah, but, but, but Israel's bad. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like this, this probably sets the Palestinian cause like back a ton again. Like what's going to happen is Israel is going to overreact to this situation. You know that the, the poor folks in Gaza and, and, you know, and eventually like other Palestinian areas like the West bank as well. They're like, they're going to, uh, they're going to like, have demonstrably worse lives and many people are going to get killed like i mean there's there's already like a, a big bombing uh, in gaza there's a whole like city block leveled and they do this because hamas like they hide their guns and they hide themselves in schools and hospitals and stuff this is what they do they're awful folks and the israeli government says oh we're just gonna just gonna blow this stuff up uh and yeah like i like, how could you possibly defend this stuff? How could you possibly defend, like, escalating a war? Like, it, it doesn't even make sense. If you're on the side of Palestinians, like, what Hamas did doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know why on earth they thought that this this would further their cause other than radicalizing a handful of people to, like, join them because the Israeli government radicalizes them through, like, wanton violence. But, like, why? I don't know. I'm, I'm angry with, like, the Americans who are, like, just too stupid to, like call out like atrocities when they see it you don't again you don't have to pick a side we 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 have convinced a lot of people that they're way smarter that they believe they're way smarter than they actually are that they these people are have taken on identity politics to a whole new level that they're they're invested in hate that they're so invested in hate and they're so invested in false narratives and unnuanced positions and and emotional responses to demands from people who want their attention and want their vote that they take it to the next level and like you're saying kevin i find it reprehensible okay now there are some pro-palestine protests i want them to be respected okay there's going to be pro-israel rallies i want them to be respected but i want this to lead to peace and what what this act of violence these acts of violence are is ensuring in a, another generation is going to know the pain of loss from religious extremism and hate and so how do we break that cycle of violence right like arguably who knows what the real answer is because domination hasn't worked limitation hasn't worked and oppression hasn't worked none of that has worked right so and at the root of it is a power structure that needs these things to go on to maintain their power. That's my argument. My yeah. anacro-capitalist argument is that there's governmental pressures to keep these things going on forever. Yeah, I mean, it, it might be like a, your government. If government is fundamentally like the warlord saying they are going to protect you and hurt and hurt the other the other guy, then uh, 
that that's that's a reason to to keep being in war. It, it's a, it's a uniter, um, and unfortunately, that's that's a a cheat code that awful people have, have found to to get people to do bad things. Sure. Um, and, and again, to that end, you know, we're seeing a little bit of that uh, that war fever go on in, in Republicans. Not not as bad as I, as I was worried, um, but like I. I think there's going to be some pressure for the United States to get involved, and and I think there's there's more pressure on on the right flank to to support the state of Israel in yeah. in this conflict. They, um, they so were, like that. Sorry, they were ahead. doing a great job. Some of the guys on the right were saying, "Hey, you know, like this Ukraine thing looks like a boondoggle. It it looks like a never ending war." And they they were they were hitting those libertarian talking points of, "Hey." I, I'm not sure there's a win here. What's our exit strategy? Yeah. They were they were saying things like things that I appreciated. And now it's code words of Israel has its right to defend itself. But I think well, that that may yeah, be an excuse, right. excusing Israeli's ability to go too far. And I'm concerned about that. Yeah. Well, and, and again, like this, this may be another conflict where we, we escalate us aid to the situation we, mm-hmm. we provide like and, and in this case there isn't like the risk of like we're not worried at, as much about like maybe we should be but like we're not worried as much about like blowback from this situation sure right as, as we are from like russia like attacking a nuclear power and getting involved in the conflict directly like if the israelis like, ask for our help like we, we've already moved like uh you know ships in that in that region to to help with stuff if if called upon Mm-hmm. Right. So like the USS get, Liberty like, is on its way there, Kevin, right now. Oh, goodness. Deep <laughs> cuts. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys Google figure that USS out. USS Liberty myself. for more information. Um, <laughs> but, but, but anyway, uh, unfortunately, I, I don't have time to, to expand on like what I was going to say here uh, for my WYSL audience. If you want to listen to that, you're going to have to subscribe to our podcast. Thanks again for joining us here on WYSL for a free solution. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. No, I mean, I, I, I was just... I, I was just gonna say on on like the 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 right flank getting involved, in the, like the the case for getting involved in Israel is is way way worse than the case for getting involved in Ukraine. Like you, like again, not that there's a, a good a bulletproof case for getting involved in Ukraine, right. but, but in Ukraine you can say okay, this is like a a clear defensive war. There's you know the the sides are a little bit less murky, um, and and you're hoping that this weakens a regional superpower who's been aggressive and threatens the peace and stability of Europe, right? Like that's that's what sure. you hope. Where where these Israeli Palestinian conflict has been going on for decades. We've been in a Middle Eastern conflict that we did not fully understand before, that people didn't appreciate our involvement in. That was Iraq. Like we that's 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 what we got mixed up in. We've gotten mixed up in Iraq and Syria. Um, we don't want to be there. It's, yeah. it's, it's bad news. And there, there's no good outcome for us doing that. And Israel is fairly capable of defending itself, right? Like the, yeah. the, the trick on the United States side is, is going to be like convincing Israel not to like turn Gaza into glass. Like, and, and I, it sounds like I'm being glib about that, but like, I'm, I'm 
from what I've seen today, I'm serious again, like they're, they're talking about cutting off water, gas, electricity, and just bombing the hell out of like Gaza, which is a region of like 2 million people. Yeah, they, no, they, they, you they, know, they cut off water and they cut off. Yeah, electric. they did. It's which again is uh, pretty sure war crime. Um, well, it so, punishes, who's it punishing? It's, it, it's collective punishment, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's collective punishment on a people that, do, that really had no part in it. Like, and I know that, that, there's the argument, right, that a lot of them are, are so brainwashed that they hate Israel, too. I, I get that argument. But women, children, young men, you know, like, it's a cycle of violence, and I don't see it. I, I wish there was an easy solution. The easy solution is, like, assimilation, cooperation, but that can't happen because there's so much hatred there based on religious differences, based on occupying territories, based on history, based on cyclical generations of violence. Like it's, it's, I don't mm -hmm. know if there's a fix, man. Like that's the thing. And maybe it is just, maybe the fix is brutal victory by one side or the other. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's the only fix. And and that's gross. No, it is gross. And again, like that's, that's what the people of Hamas have convinced themselves on that, that the only solution is, is genocide and conquest. And, and, and there's a lot of people, they, you know, I, I've seen some like rallies, even, even uh, like American rallies who are like, that's the only thing we got to do is we've got to kill all the Palestinians. That's, um, yeah. And she Shelly says that the USS Liberty, um, yeah, if you just, to, just, the the, you want to give like the, the 30 second rundown of what that is and people yeah, can for, look it up more it, if they it, want. It's a reference to the six day war when Israel wanted us help and they actually attacked a U.S. carrier and blamed yeah. it on, I believe the Palestinians and they got our help anyway. It was, they, yeah, they did. Yeah. They, yeah. They killed 35 us uh, military guys in, in, in their attack on the USS Liberty. And they originally blamed a Muslim faction for it. And it was in fact, the yeah, Israeli like a, army that did it. Yeah, it was like a torpedo from a, a jet. Um, yeah, they they so. the governments lie to us all the time. You know, like yeah. The, no, that's that's that's, a, that's the thing I would say. Like, it, you, you're right. Most most governments they're 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 going to uh, they're going to lie to you when when their reputation is on the line, when USAID is on the line. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. They're and, and it's the moral lie, right, or the the ethical lie of well, we really needed that to save us therefore and to save our civilian population so our our acts are justified and it's very very governmental most people don't operate like that in their real lives yeah no i agree um and oh uh, no, no patricia said, world war three my child will not fight in this war and run to the hills damn it's it, it, in either situation, right? We we got like a a, a two front potential World War Three situation going on in both Ukraine and and in Israel too, because this it, the Israeli Palestinian conflict could spiral out of control too. That's that's always the worry sure. um, that that everyone decides to to jump in because because Russia you know could decide to like have a stake in it too, even though they've been trying to be nice to Israel lately. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's I, look, Patty. I share. I share your concerns my youngest son my youngest child my son is graduating from high school um the timing is terrifying for me terrifying you know yeah. just gotta be i guess gotta put it out there you know he, he's already even yeah. talked about signing up for the military and i'm like i don't i no, just mm. no 
you know? Yeah. And ultimately it will be his decision down the road, but I I would advocate against that. Yes. Yeah. Um absolutely. And, and look, but, I'll uh, go. I'll go instead of him. I'll go. You know, like that's it. If if there's a draft, I'll go instead of him. You know, like I don't care. It, if that's the choice, but that's a choice forced on me by government. And there there's ways for us to not end up there. And let's hope we figure that out. Like the broken window fallacy of the military industrial complex. Let's throw that out the window. Let's take that calculation out of our GDP. Let's, let's stop having leftists and rightists both agree that all the money that we send to Ukraine is some of it's benefiting American companies. Like, can we just stop that narrative? Because it, it blackens my soul when I hear it from people. Okay, what you're talking about is lethal aid and weaponry. All right, let's 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 not have that yeah. conversation. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll say this again. This is going to be a nice long conversation for for the break, and then we'll jump into liar context. Like so. So I, I think about people like uh like Austin Peterson, who's who's on. He's a a guy who was trying for the libertarian uh, presidential nomination back in 2016, but he's, he's been like, he's not quite on a neocon tear, but he's been on a, a pro Israel, like attacking Gaza tear sure. today. Right. Um, and his his criticism of libertarianism and, and like the anti-war faction libertarianism is that sometimes peace and safety require violence. It's that true. particularly in a situation like Israel, like they, the his argument is that if they want, their people to stop getting slaughtered if they want their own uh prosperity uh and safety it requires extreme violence um and that is untenable from a, a libertarian anti principled anti-war stand standpoint or a pacifist standpoint uh so so what do you say to that tim on some level i understand it like i even made a, a reference to it like maybe the only solution is is the utter destruction of one one's enemy here. But the problem is, is if we got, honestly, right? Like the anacro capitalism, he says, if we got rid of the governments here and the religious influences here and we opened up opportunity, but, but that would require a sea change, a, a level change that we just doesn't look possible in the middle East, Kevin, right? Like it yeah. doesn't look possible. So arguably there's a point in there. I just don't want to endorse the point, right? Because that point is disgusting. Like, and, but it's not his fault, and he's not necessarily wrong. It's just I, I have to remain, but I'm anti that. So let's yeah. try to find a, a different solution. I, it, I sometimes I don't think my answers are complete enough, but I don't care. Like that's the right answer. There's got to be a different way. There's got to be. Yeah. And and at every opportunity, we should look for that different way. Um, you know, it's just I, I think there, sometimes there's a fair point that like the 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 cost of like allowing peace sometimes ends up being too high too. Um, what if we ship over American-made processed food for decades into the Palestine, just free? Send it over there. They'll get fat and lazy. We get them little handheld computers to play video games on. I think everything could be fine. Like, let's just airdrop that stuff in there. Perfect. The <laughs> the the solution uh, to the Palestinian-Israeli conflict is fud rounds and TikTok. Fud rounds. That's... Oh, that was oh man, well played. Fud yeah. rounds and TikTok. It could be, you know, I, something. I, I, certainly, they they need something, and 
the generations of being held at a sword at Israel's at Israel's throat and Israel Israel's response to them being that sword has created a lot of angry, dangerous people. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um it's a mess. Uh so folks who are joining us on, on online, uh I think we're we're gonna shift topics a little bit when we go yeah. back into the, the main show. We're gonna we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about like RFK. We're gonna talk about uh me getting a phone call. So we're gonna go back in five four. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson here today, joined by Tim the Freedom Baron O'Connor. I'm still here, Kevin, and I've been waiting for this segment because guys, we've gotta we've gotta step back a little bit. We have some exciting breaking news like there is actually a guy with resources who's going to be running for president. Not since Ross Perot have we seen such a threat to the the power structure. Perhaps you you, you perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. That's, that's a that's a big perhaps. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, folks, we're shifting topics. If you want to hear the the conclusion of Tim and I's last discussion, WYSL audience, listen to the podcast. We went on for like ten more minutes. Um. So, but yes, who who is who is this? Uh, this independent voice breaking free of the system and changing American politics as we know it. Well, the beauty of it is, is he has, he's like practically a religious icon in the political world. His name, Robert F. Kennedy. Oh, goodness. He, he flirted with the Libertarian Party. He's made some news. He's really, really good on long-form podcasts. He, he talks really well. Um, his now, voice- now he's running as an independent. We got a chance to get him on. <laughs> yeah, well... I'm glad that his flirtation with the Libertarian Party has ended because he's a neocon warmonger, um, quasi-environmental paranoid kind of semi-fascist. But also, <laughs> compared compared to Trump and Biden, oh, he looks pretty good. You know, like he looks pretty good compared to those two. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're setting the bar pretty low there, Tim. I know. But, uh, I really so <laughs> there's a big name All right. in politics right now, Kevin Trump v. Yeah. Biden. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. So I, I I do think that people are hungry for another choice. Um, we'll we'll see are. what what the libertarians end up doing with that. Um, here here's here's the problem for for Mr. Robert Kennedy Jr. Um, he uh is going to have a lot of trouble getting on the ballot. It's 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 just it's just going to be a tough thing. Um. And that's that's a problem for libertarians too. Like we're we're gonna have trouble getting on the ballot. The libertarians are gonna have trouble getting on the ballot in New York State. Like it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a big lift. It's gonna be expensive. And so maybe maybe our uh, uh, RFK has the um, the resources to get on the ballot in enough states to actually win. Yeah, um, but it's not likely. And again, he's he's gonna get challenged at every turn. Like, you know, I would be surprised if he makes a serious actual run at this. And he's gonna be what he's gonna do now is he's gonna test and see if he can raise enough money to do it. Sure. But if, even if he makes an actual serious run at this, I would take the under on getting half the states. I'm I'm with you on that. He's definitely gonna have a hard time getting on the ballot. Some of the states is not as anywhere as near as hard as New York. Um. If if I recall correctly, I want to say Idaho, it's like five hundred bucks and you're on the ballot. You know what I mean? It's oh, yeah, incredible. some of them are. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously it's, New it's York. I think it's going to require forty five thousand signatures to get on. Yep. 
as a presidential candidate, which a Larry put in the best effort at that as I've ever seen. He was asking for signatures nearly 24 hours a day, seven days a week, um, and had, you know, collaborators and, and also people on his slate that were also very active in trying to get signatures. Um, and basically it came down to, he, he, I would say he didn't have enough money, right? Like I got yeah. him several it's hundred. Like, well, it's, it's, it's money. And like in the case of something like the libertarian party, um, you do get some support because you have other candidates who are trying to get on a ballot, U S Senate candidates, um, you know, sometimes local candidates that can collect those signatures if they're, they're cross County, um, and, and things like that. But, with RF, with RFK, he he's he's going to be solo unless he he develops a party and he like you know has candidates running on on some line he makes up. Yeah, but like that there there is an advantage to working within an existing party infrastructure because then you're not just out there on your own collecting candidates now or candidates and collecting signatures. Um, again, it's not impossible. You know, you can you can do that with enough dedicated volunteers or um with money to to pay people to go out and collect signatures like you can do it right yeah. and again that's uh, rfk is the ideal independent candidate who is not happy with the government should prescription from the red team and the government should prescription from the blue team but make no mistake about it the preponderance of independents are not libertarian they are government should government will and government force people they just want it to be mellower and slightly nicer. Like, that's what they are. They're also kind of, and this is going to burn some people, but I kind of want them to think about this. They're also kind of scared, and they're also yeah. kind of weak, and they're also kind of a big part of the problem. They they don't have principles. Like, at the core of the Republicans, on one, and at least in one part of it, there's a, a core of principles that smaller government is better. Not that they ever act on it. At the core of the Democrats, it's like this individual rights concept where we will force, we'll take our will and force you to respect everyone kind of concept. And both of those concepts in and of themselves aren't bad. It's just not real. Like they, they don't actually deliver on it. So right. independence. You guys should are the ones that should wake up because you're arguably smart enough to see that both of those parties are lying to you, but you're still government should do these things. It's just you you're waiting for the right bribe. Sorry, right? So maybe, maybe government will work better if we switch the person in power and not yeah, yeah, attacking the fundamental. Like maybe government shouldn't do this thing. Maybe we should just figure it out on our own uh, and have the liberty to make our own decisions and empower people to improve their own lives. You know, it's, it, it is a mind shift. It is, man. It is. It's hard to get there. It's hard to get here. Even like Kevin, and it's like, it's fair. Like I was a kind of a neocon kind of like, all right, the U S has a lot of power. We should use that power judiciously to export democracy at the point of a gun. Right? Like on some level that those thoughts entered my belief system. Right. And so that that allowed me to be manipulated and lied to, to be honest with you. And I had to I had to deal with that cognitive dissonance that was handed to me. And I hope that what this election cycle might bring is is a lot of people waking up to the fact that it's the government, guys. Like it's the government. It's the whole system 
of the government should do all of these things when in fact if we narrowed its scope it would be more effective and a lot more people would be happy yeah right like you could have like so if you're not an anarchist you can have like good functional government at levels where like people want those services like we, we we might have like good roads and sidewalks you know like, but we're <laughs> we're so focused on a bunch of other nonsense that like we can't get like the actual things that might make sense done effectively um but, but anywho uh i'm gonna i'm gonna shift topics a little bit because i just want to talk about something like just kind of fun and weird I, I got a call the other day from a a, a pollster which I, I always like taking those calls i you know i can't always do it because I half the time I don't pick up my phone anymore if I don't know the number. Right. But I was expecting a call from someone else, so I was like, "All right, well, I'll I'll, I'll see where this goes." Right. So they asked my you know they asked their questions like, uh, "All right, uh, are you planning on voting in the twenty twenty four elections? Definitely voting, or maybe voting or not voting?" Well, I was like, "Definitely voting." Okay, great. All right, do you lean more Republican or Democrat? Neither. That didn't like it. Well. You're, so you're not planning on voting for a Republican or Democrat? No. So, but but okay. But like, if you had to choose Republican or Democrat, I'm like, I would choose neither. I will throw out my ballot if uh if I had to choose just one or the other. Um, <laughs> she's like, oh, uh, okay, okay, got it. Um, <laughs> that's great. and and so so I, I could tell it th- through the course of this that they this is probably a Democratic poll because they, they're asking i mean they did ask about like how do you feel about joe biden i'm like i don't like him how do you feel about donald trump i don't like him either how do you feel about <laughs> kathy Hochul? i don't like her either <laughs> yeah don't like any of them um yeah and uh, you know I, how do you feel about your and they, they, it wasn't specific like your democratic uh assembly choices i'm like not super thrilled about that either <laughs> just what just go down the list uh, thrilled about thank you <laughs> yeah uh so and then, and then the, I, I I knew it was Democratic poll in part two because they're like, okay, but are you more likely to vote to a Democrat if we take this position on abortion? Rate how you feel about this position with one being negative and ten being extremely positive. You know, whatever uh, it was. Yeah. Um, and you know, so okay, what? Here's our our statement on how we protect abortion rights. Okay, sure. Uh, here's our statement on like how we're keeping you safe with gun control measures. I'm like one zero. Like it's negative zero. ten, <laughs> and, and and it like the, the 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 thing was like you know Kathy Hochul has kept our streets safe and uh, reduced crime in New York State by passing like groundbreaking gun control legislation and like again I know that they're just looking for numbers right like I don't right. I don't want to argue with this lady and not be like no you're wrong you're like, wrong Kathy Hochul is wrong. <laughs> No, I, and it's so hard, like because I, I know I can't give nuanced answers. Cause like, what's the most important issue to you? And I'm like, like, I, like, do I have to like just like name a category, or like, can I go on a 20 minute rant about zoning? Like, <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? You would say zoning, and that they're like zoning. That's not one of my choices here. I don't uh, zoning. What do you mean by zoning? You know what I mean? Like, people don't realize these these contrivances, these systems that have. Uh, di- yeah, dis- I. I Taking away our freedom, let's say. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I think I think what they they ended up putting down was like the economy. Um, yeah, so, that's fair. Because I was I was like, well, you know, uh, yeah, this, zoning like maybe a little bit of crime uh, stuff, but like zoning, like you you Democrats chickened out on that. Like I, I wish you'd actually done zoning reform. Um, <laughs> and yeah. she's like, uh, 
okay and 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 like anything else like yeah yeah and also like you know like economic issues i want people to be able to like start business and stuff okay e economics is important to you got it okay yeah check. um yeah sure <laughs> check the box <laughs> um you know and and like they it's, it's interesting because like they they also like were testing these messages about like immigration about like getting tough on immigration yeah sure um which which makes sense like i like i not not make sense in terms of like i agree with it i'm actually i think the democrats are cowards for like backing off on the immigration stuff i know it's going to be unpopular with some of my conservative friends but like i think oh, they're I chickens it. for this um and but like they're like um you know uh, we're we're um they weren't virtue signaling about like welcoming immigrants they're they're talking about like getting tough and like enforcing the law and like making sure that people were following the processes and stuff and this is something we're seeing with like eric adams down and this uh in new york city we're seeing this with governor Hochul talking about like how we have no more room we're seeing this with uh monroe county executive candidate uh like adam bello on the democratic side like saying like no immigrants can uh, uh in asylum seekers can like stay in in hotel rooms in monroe county yeah um yeah so it was, it was interesting to see them like testing that um it, it and they, they want to see my reaction to it it was all a virtue signal for them to begin with kevin because it was they they, they served up a lot of phony platitudes they found economic incentive and they found it economically that there was a, a moment of where their constituents would be rewarded financially or at least their campaign coffers and their friends would be rewarded financially. So they, they saw it as an opportunity. Um, now they're realizing that it's drastically unpopular the way that it's being done. And I think that, that there's a, a solution to the immigration situation that people could be happy with. We, we need to disincentivize it. We need to export democracy back to Venezuela at the point of a gun. And like, you know, like that's silly, but we, we've damaged their countries through our manipulations with the drug wars and things like that, allowing like, and not allowing communism, but communism becomes appealing when people are impoverished and their money supply is destroyed. Venezuela screwed themselves up pretty good. They they, they got agency. I blame us. No, well, listen, I blame us. It's the U.S., Kevin. It's, it's yeah, it's that is not that is Russian propaganda, Tim. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. Russian. propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but but anyway yeah so like we've got we've got like a minute left um just you know and uh, we just comment from patricia it's like i've done that too kevin they freak out uh in terms of giving long answers and stuff um yeah i'm not i'm not gonna do that because this is a woman in a call center like who yeah i don't even know if she knows about you know like the nuances is i'm not gonna rant to her but like i don't like being put into a box like all right you've got to give a one to ten answer on this like statement and like on the immigration thing i'm like how do I how do I tell you guys you stink without thinking like you wanna that I'm 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 the Republican position on this? <laughs> this woman was probably very confused when I was like giving some of these answers. Like, now how do you feel about how we've done with taxes in New York State? Like, New York State has lowered taxes and the property tax cap and blah blah blah. And I'm like, also zero. Like you guys zero. are liars. You guys Stop. are horrible, overtaxed, <laughs> crazy psychopaths. Um. But yeah, they had, I like it. so I was just giving like opposite answers and all these things. And that. You, if if you're not used to hearing that, I I don't know what they would have thought. You did but anyway. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You ahead. did what you could to impart cognitive dissonance, and that's the best you can do. I do. I just 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 gave a very strange anomalous answer to to their poll. They kind of look at that one. <laughs> ah, that doesn't fit what we're looking for. Throw it out. <laughs>
Yeah. Um, but, all right. We are out of time, though, for the show. Thanks again for joining us here on WYSL. If you're listening online, we're going to keep going for a little bit longer. But appreciate all of you joining us to listen to the Have a great night, WYSL audience. Shelly, sorry, you never get pulled. Well, hopefully one day you'll get you'll get the choice. Yeah, I was still kind of a, a like a, a moderate conservative or or a small government legit anti-war conservative back when I got pulled, and it, I got through the first three questions, and I'm like, you know, you're just like this is a push pull for Hillary Clinton. You realize that, right? And she's like. <laughs> No, 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 this is a legit, this was like a Quinpiac or, or Marist poll or pollster, like the call came in from them. And I'm like, the questions you were asking are, are designed to elicit answers that would favor yeah. my, my, me liking Hillary Clinton. And that I'm, I'm really sorry, but that's not going to happen. Like I, you're not yeah. going to ask, ever ask a question that, that I'm going to come back with. Oh yeah. I strongly agree with her on this, you know, and went through, it was fun though. It was fun because I got a lot of laughs out of it. Yeah, I mean that that they're driving nuts with like I I didn't I never got polled in like 2016, but there's so many polls that would come out and they they didn't ask about Gary Johnson. It's like it's just okay. How can how can Gary Johnson poll well enough to get on the debate stage if you guys don't ask about him? Like what? yeah, there was text polls going around when when I was running and uh, people were getting texts. Are you going to vote for Peter Oberacher or and I can't remember his name right now, but the other guy that ran. And people were sending me screenshots of they. I'm voting for Tim O'Connor, and they were sending me screenshots, and I put it up on my Facebook page. That was pretty. <laughs> that was kind of fun. Oh, that's fun. That's a, that's a good idea to, to go around doing those polls like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, like, what do you what do you do in those situations? And they're like, uh, I'll put that you're undecided. Like, no, no, I, I'm decided. Yeah. I know I'm not voting for them. <laughs> yeah, not definitely not undecided. That guy is. That's probably not. how I got checked in my polls. Like, oh, he's undecided. No, no, no. No, I didn't say I was. I, I'm I'm pretty firm on not voting for for Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Thanks. Yeah. So the stench of ugly hypocrisy has raised its head once again, Kevin. Um, Joe Biden unequivocally said not one foot of wall is going to be built, but apparently that was a big, fat, stinking lie. Um, because several hundred feet of wall is going to be built, and it's because Kevin because of the fiscal irresponsibility of the House of Representatives back when they were just signing continuing resolutions and not getting to be able to read the bills ahead of time, there was money allocated to be spent. This is his excuse, okay, guys? This is epic, okay? This guy makes a campaign promise that what not one foot of campaign wall is going to be built. And so now they're going to build, maybe it's not a wall, maybe it's just camp, I don't know, maybe it's just structures. It's, yeah, it's I don't become- know. I don't know what they're doing. But they're putting physical barriers in place because the money's been allocated, and God forbid he doesn't spend the money that Congress has told him to spend. That's that he's sorry. Oh, we got to do it, and we also got to waive all these environmental laws to do it. (laughs) Only twenty-five or thirty environmental laws because pristine environment is going to be destroyed for this wall. And look. I don't know. There's probably a snail darter or something. Do you guys remember the snail darter? I bet Shelly and Patty remember the snail darter fiasco. We were going big into hydropower and 
we couldn't just keep building hydropower dams because the snail darter is basically at the root of the entire ecosystem of the entire world. And if we were to destroy its environment, everybody in the world was going to die. So we stopped building hydroelectric back in, I think it was the late 80s because of the snail darter. Yeah. Well, thank God we've got the snail darter. I mean, sometimes it's a thing, right? They, they're concerned like about like monarchs in, in some of the, the, the areas of Mexico because it might disrupt their migration patterns. Now, no, you're you're thinking they can fly, but well, supposedly they, it could disrupt I, the, the environment. I, you could think you think that the environment finds a way and that we're here for a limited amount of time and that nature already has a plan to survive us and that they, a little thing like a dam isn't going to stop a monarch or a snail darter. But yeah, I mean, they're. Yeah, you know, like it's a, the 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 smart ones. Dar- Darwin will 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 do his work, and uh, the, yeah. the, the the ones who figure out how to fly over will do that. Yeah, this, this isn't a case for for building the wall, you know, like because uh, Joe Biden is a hypocrite. Like again, what what kills me about this is like here's a guy who is happy to to twist and bend the 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 laws of Congress and and push the authority of presidential power to spend billions of dollars for giving student loans yeah but but oh this 20 mile section of wall about ah, my hands are tied sorry congress did this i i gotta follow the law guys like sorry, I got no choice ah darn those oh. republicans in congress oh shocks all right let's wave these laws i mean like because they could have said like nope we're not waving those laws so like good luck building that <laughs> sectional wall and then and then in a year from now he's going to be campaigning well I built 50 miles of wall. That's the most that Congress would let me do. Like it. Yeah. It's just epic. And, and oh, look, they're testing I, the messaging for it now. That's yeah. They, they have weaponized the entire justice system. My man, George Santos, the hero, Santos. the Republican oh, hero from the third district of New York got, got elected in largely a, a, this, this district has been bouncing from red to blue for decades. This guy comes up with a crafty game plan. He virtue signals. He pretends to be gay or he is really gay or he's not really gay. He steals some money from his friends. And now the the system is, is his chickens are coming home to roost or the system has been weaponized against him. I'm not sure which it is, against, but against it's one George of those two things. Uh, what's he what's he uh, being charged with again? Oh, God. His list of things that he's getting charged with is longer than Trump's, bro. It's it's awful. Uh, this poor guy, uh, identity theft, credit card fraud, wire fraud, conspiracy, aggravated identity identity theft, and it, I mean, it's, there's, there's more. Oh, wait, there's more. He charged like fifteen thousand eight hundred dollars to one of his donors' credit cards in an in an unauthorized charge. There's this entire thing where, guys, check this out. If you don't have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, the GOP has no interest in backing you as a candidate. So, poor George, the gay Republican from the third district, uh, who may or may, tech entrepreneur, gay Republican from the third district of New York had to steal $250,000 from his friends. And like, literally he didn't even have the money. He just said, and then, and he lied about what he got anyway, on top of, uh, allegedly like stealing all this money from his donors who, who were kind of generous enough to, to give him their credit card. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's that look it was for a greater good kevin it's the same thing the government does every day they lie to us for the greater good george santos obviously to me he was the greater good ladies and gentlemen and therefore these lies and these little malfeasances guys in a couple of years he'd be able to pay everybody back with interest i don't even know why it's a problem <laughs> yeah the he's, money he's rolls gonna get in it That's... when you go into congress it just rolls in all right. I mean, you know, you know, Tim, uh, I, I got a pitch. I, I think like he, he, he's our man for president because you know what? Everyone's going to know what to expect. He, yeah. Here's here's the guy like we know he's going to lie. We know he's going to steal. Like we 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 know he's going to defraud us. Like there's no illusion anymore. We're not going to pretend. So we're going to have this guy who's going to do all this stuff brazenly. And we're like, ah, that's why we can't give you any power. That's right. Yeah. Ah. I mean, Diane Feinstein passed away. $231 million worth of, of money, like estate goods, total $231 million, making $200,000 a year, $150,000 a year. When she first got into Congress, they were making under $100,000 a year. It, it's just, it's just lucky. Funny how I mean, that worked out. How, yeah, how I mean, so many members of Congress it suddenly get really good at trading stocks. It's because so Kevin weird. Yeah. They're the smartest amongst us. So not only so we, do they only know like the what laws we need to have forced on us, they know how to pick stocks epically. It's weird. It's so yeah. weird. They're geniuses. All of them. Yeah. That's, that's why they got elected. You know what? We only elect the smartest. That's how it works. We're the most aggressive lying psychopaths, but, that's that's just me or people with two hundred and fifty thousand dollars i guess it takes two hundred and fifty if you want to buy a state senate or state assembly seat or a, a he's actually yeah he's congress he's congress but that's that's 250k makes i mean that it's kind of how it works i get it um yeah. not not that i get it not that it's right but like yeah the the national party they'll they'll start to back you if you can show that you can build enough supporters to um you know get enough money to make an impact on your own and then so you got to do that and then you've got to be in a position to actually like you know win the race then they'll throw money behind you but uh well and, and they make those, those same yeah they're only going to throw money behind you that they can get back right like they, yeah they, well that's yeah you, you gotta organizations guys like the republican party no, that's uh you once once you get elected you gotta do your part to grow the party and do your thing yeah but i, I was i was gonna say like by, by throwing money into your race i mean like make one of those like stupid commercials where they put uh the opponent in black and white and they're like representative so-and-so doesn't respect his constituents yeah <laughs> Those aren't the best. Oh, my God. And But, you know, like, even though I'm aware of it, and I think I have a higher level of awareness, that in a way, they're still effective, those commercials. Like, where you're like, and then you, luckily for me, when the Democrat does it and the Republican does it, I end up hating both of them. And those those feelings linger. It's like, all right, the Republican told me to hate the Democrat because he's a dirty dealer. And the Democrat told me to hate the Republican because he's a dirty dealer. You know what? Oh, they're both right. <laughs> they're both right about each other. They're both dirty dealers. I got so, it. Actually, so, so, Tim, what, what you probably see, because I, I, I would see this when I worked in politics and I was traveling around a lot and I would like just like watch TV. But like when they use the exact same template across <laughs> districts, it's like it's literally the same thing 
like literally the same like background photos and everything they just have like a cropped out image of like whoever the bad guy is and they they plop that in and change one word in the the voiceover oh it's it's yeah that happened to me not that long ago where i was watching the commercial i'm like wait a second i saw that last night but it was about the other guy when was that was last last probably october last year where i saw that and i was just blown away oh well that's that's the system yeah uh it's just fine it's like they they, they change one little thing that's the thing it's the same message everywhere but anyway um so 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 one last one last thing but before we wrap up um sure. last week i should have made a, a two weeks to flatten the curve joke about the zombie apocalypse and I missed it, and I'm so mad that I missed. Like, cause that that's your strategy, man. That's your you're just hunkering down for a couple weeks, and you're like, I'll be good. Two weeks to flatten the zombie curve. You're gonna be good. <laughs> I'll be all right. I'll be all right. You know. All right. Oh, anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, the only thing that I want to talk about, but I, that we don't have to do it. A I think just a general statement of it, it's worth checking out the latest polling numbers from the. Um, declining support for army ukraine it's on a it's like it's like dropping off a cliff right now and i feel it's because of our show kevin we've been critical of our our, our yeah, zombie I... warlord overlords and this proxy war that we're fighting in ukraine and we've been we understand where the ukrainians are coming from but we're realizing too like there's a lot of issues and a lot of money and it's weird because when we can say, hey, Hawaii could be rebuilt for $50 billion, but we have to send another $110 billion to Ukraine, people are kind of like, hey, what's up with that juxtaposition? There's an there's a problem with this. And it's like, yeah, yeah, there's a problem with it. And then it's like even CNN is parroting. So people are seeing Mitch McConnell say, hey, you know, these bombs create good jobs in the United States. And then some talking head on CNN from left-wing uh, psychos, like guys, you know, like Lockheed Martin people work in the United States. Hello. And Raytheon bombs uh, like are made just, right here, just outside of Chicago just, and over in Connecticut. Like that, that thing, like with, with Mitch McConnell's, like, it's, it's, it's almost parody, right? Like, it, it, cause oh. I, like I saw that and I'm like, what, like what, what a ghoulish argument for like because again if you want to make the, the the support like argument for ukraine like you could say again like these are people defend themselves they're they're invaded and like this is what we're doing to like make sure that this like the the russian aggression doesn't spread throughout europe okay yeah. like that's certainly an argument to make that i i understand as like reasonable even if like i have some issues with that but to just say like oh it supports jobs like that's not that's not a reason to make bombs and like kill people. Like that's not, sorry, it's so not bad. good enough. There, there are lots of things that, that can create jobs. Like, no, like, uh, no, I was... no, just no, just no. Don't say that anymore. And look guys, <clears throat> our economy runs on the broken window fallacy. It goes back forever. It goes back to every war that we've ever benefited from. Um, it goes back to bailing out the big car companies when you throw wealth into the ocean or you use it to, to blow things up, if a bomb takes a million dollars to make and you blow it up and then it costs $1.2 million, 
we we record that in our G gross domestic product as a sale when we blow it up and as a as a, a sale when we because we gave it away to blow it up so right. we record that as a sale and then when we replenish that supply of bomb for the 1.2 we record that as a sale in the gdp and none of that does one iota of good for anyone in america all right like it's it's this mythological economic game that's it's gross and it's it's soulless it's a soulless yeah the government steals our money yes and then they give it to a big company like right there and then they they make stuff and they give it away overseas and they blow it up yeah they take our money and they blow it up and then they take more of our money (laughs) and yeah then they're like here's another thing to blow up congratulations your wealth your your gross domestic product grew by four percent this year and everybody's like my milk's seven bucks a gallon you psychopath what the hell like yeah it's it's a it's a great game guys we live in a time of epic prosperity and technological advancement frederick pohl's book where we are handing out consumption stamps should have been a reality 10 years ago where we're saying hey poor people you've got to eat you know this much food a month or you've got to wear out this many pairs of jeans a month like that's the level of production and capability that we have the level of technological advancement that we have but the government to create crafty numbers that persuade you to vote for them it's just incredible what they do they they blow things up they throw things into the ocean they pay their friends to do nothing and then there you go that's it they don't fix old buildings they knock them into the ground and then they pay to have them rebuilt they they don't fix old well they do fix old bridges but they tear them all the way out and build them back in that's it's just weird oh kevin get we got to get off the air i've lost my it mind. it creates it, it creates jobs tim jobs yeah it's a jobs it's all about jobs <laughs> good paying jobs um all right well on that note i think we're gonna call it night all right brother thank you all right thanks everybody night, for being here a free solution 